Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Everybody, welcome to Tales with TR, episode, what are we at, One 114A, I believe. Good to be with you. Hope everybody's in a good mood, I know I am. Thanks to Nose Face Killer, who last week, uh, we had a pretty good chat, but a great response online. Glad that people see it's... Well, it's a game, first of all. It's a lot of competition. And also, I mean, we're hamming it up a little bit for the camera. The game's real and everything, as I said. But, uh, you know, if you were to only watch clips, you'd think we hate each other. Uh, what a week. George Street Festival week. Um, and normally that means that I'm on a little bit of a bender. But uh, this particular week... I've been lucky enough to be cast in a Nick Sexton film. And uh, it's been pretty fun. But so I, that was, I've been, we've been going hard since Saturday. So Friday I went out for some beers on George Street. Um, it was an awesome time. Sam Roberts and the Tea Party, to be honest, Tea Party didn't sound that great, but Sam sounded wicked as usual. And I had a great time. But uh, all the boys came. There's been a lot of friends in town. And, of course, this is, uh, to a lot of people, the biggest part of the party of the year. Lots of people in Newfoundland would put this ahead of Christmas. Uh, I mean, we love Christmas, don't get me wrong. But uh, it seems to me a lot of people come home either or. And it's lately, especially during, you know, the pandemic, I guess you could still get away with coming home and, like, seeing friends. But this is a shaker. This is a party. This is just like I said, you, you, the George Street Festival, every day there's concerts, right? There's usually three bands. So when I saw Sam Roberts, he was the second of three. They went on at 745. Sam's a buddy of mine. Um, he used to be the bartender in Shane Corson's restaurant. I know I mentioned that, but for those who don't know that just started tuning in, yeah, he's he was the bartender at Shane's restaurant. Jeremy Charles, who's now a big-time chef, was the chef, and they would get my two tickets 
my two free tickets to the Habs games. Uh, great memories. But anyway, so Sam was on at 7.45, then Tea Party went on at, say, 9.15. So there's a band usually at 3 or 4 or 5, whatever. Sometimes even earlier, you know, it's a bit of a family thing, too. Earlier in the day, you know, you can bring kids on the street and eat at places like Greensleeves. It's, uh, it's quite the time. So... I don't even like to tune in when I when I can't go, so I don't even know what's been happening. I, I've barely been answering my phone. Uh, my call time, so we're still doing the movie, but tonight they're all night scenes, so my call time today is 9 p.m. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be going till I don't know, 6 or 7 a.m., and then it's the regatta tomorrow. But for those reasons, I haven't been able to really do much at the George Street Festival other than that first night, and I did tie one on. It was a great fucking time. Good to see a lot of friends. And I just like walking up the street. Oh, sorry. So what it is, you don't have to pay to get in to any bar, but you have to pay to get on the street. So say up to 11 o'clock, it's concert hours. So whatever the concert is, I don't know. I think it was 39 or something that day. Um, and if it's after 11, I believe just 20 bucks to get on the streets. And then you can bring your drinks wherever, you know, the plastic cups. So you can bring them wherever. So it's uh, actually... It's a lot of fun and there's so many people visiting and now that they got downtown shut off from car traffic, vehicle traffic, you know, there's people kind of wandering, like you don't even really have to be on George Street. There's still a bit of a, a, a party or positive vibe atmosphere going on. You know, some patios are quiet, but there's no cars, there's no hustle and bustle. So I absolutely love it. Now, what I am going to do, so what happens every year, they, it starts Thursday. This being Tuesday is the last day, technically, of the George Street Festival. But um, the so tomorrow being Wednesday is Regatta Day. So Regatta, until the pandemic, was the largest ongoing ongoing sporting event in North America. I mean, I don't know. Did they even? I don't think they even had it a couple of years ago. Right? There was no one doing anything. So maybe that street came to an end. But let's just say, you know, for argument's sakes, the oldest sporting event in North America, sporting event for real, goes back like 180 years. And uh, obviously, you know, the regatta is boat races. So it's, you know, all around. So it's at Kitty Vitty Lake. And all around Kitty Vitty Lake, this is tomorrow, there will be like, uh, you know, uh, try, you know, like, like you're going to a carnival. Uh, There'll be bowling, knock down all the pins, get a prize. Uh, there'll be card games. You know, there'll be, might be a few minor rides, maybe bouncy castles. I'm the, I'm the dunk tank guy at noon. So, yeah, I've, uh, you know what I mean? You pay whatever it is, two bucks for a try to dunk me into the freezing cold water. And uh, I'll ham it up. I'll be chirping people and stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm on at 12, I think, to 2 or something. And after it, I'm just going to go. <clears throat> we had to finish up some stuff on uh, the movie I'm doing. But we, we, we should be able to head down to a patio by, uh, by late afternoon or evening. So that is my plan. But uh, the funny thing is, so every this, this particular day, they call it regatta roulette because the regatta is weather permitting. So usually it goes ahead, but if it's too much rain or it's too much wind, which does happen here, I wouldn't know what the stats are, but I'd say one out of every four or five years, it'll get canceled or postponed, not canceled, po postponed to the next day. Might be bad weather again, then it's postponed to the next day. Right for the, I guess, to protect the, the uh, importance of the historic, historical significant of the race, right? You don't want people out there without a chance to break the record. You want, you don't want anybody to be facing terrible conditions. So now the weather looks good tomorrow, but who knows? So what happens on Regatta Roulette, it's the last day to George Street Fest. So most people go out anyway and they're gambling because, you know, as, as the night goes on, the weather gets pretty shitty and you're looking at the weather forecast. Um, you know, if if the regatta doesn't go ahead, most of those people have to go into work. So some 
you know, some places are more forgiving than others. I've known lots of people to lose their jobs over the years. Of course, you know, jobs that for the most part, they didn't care if they kept, but you know, that happened, that's happened. Um, but it's a great celebration. It's just a great fucking time to be home. It's a great week. I'm happy to be part of the regatta again, even if in a, in a small way as the, the, one of the dudes being dunked. Uh, I always respected the racers. I'd love to try it out, but uh, you got to really, really dedicate yourself. These guys and girls go hard, like my friends that are in it. And, you know, they're moderate. They do okay. They're not in the top division. And they start in January on the rowing machines and then in unison, they all do it together. They go in every morning, like five or six o'clock before work. And then every night, um, four or five times a week, you know, it's a lot. And I'm going, what? And you guys don't fucking compete for the championship. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I just could never put that much time in to I mean, I respect it. I fucking respect the hell out of it. But it's just like, uh, what's the word? I don't know, like running. I find it monotonous. I fucking can't believe people that do it. I'm doing it, I guess, when I'm playing sports, right? I just don't see it. I mean, we were, I had a Fitbit on last year playing ball hockey on the big rink. And by the end of the game, it was a couple of miles and then some that you're running, right? But it doesn't feel like that. And I guess the ball plays a psychological um a psychological illusion on me uh, because my efforts are into putting that ball in the net or baseball. I don't know. Baseball is not much exercise, but there's some, you know, hitting the ball or catching the ball or if it's soccer, you know, getting open, whatever it might be. I don't like, I go away. It's like, I, that's why I skate so much. People ask, right. I'm going, I'd never do that. If you did, those of you that play hockey, say soccer or ball hockey, sport or basketball, something like that. Picture there being no ball or puck and doing the same thing. You'd be done 20 minutes in. You'd say, fuck, I'm like if you were at the gym going through those exact motions with no puck or no ball, it would seem like just the stops and starts alone after 10 minutes. Would you push yourself that hard? Never. Battling for a breakaway, even though it's shinny or whatever it is, you're still out there going hard. Right. So you see a puck, you see an opening, you're going to go for it. I find it way more beneficial. That's why the gym, I, as I say this, I have a membership for good life. I barely used it. I just bought a, a, a bench, a used bench, and I just go on the ice and that shit. I, I fuck it. Um, not to mention the fucking this pretentious gym. Just, you know, hate going in there and there's every time. Like three or four guys who you don't know. What do you bench, boy? What do you bench? I don't give a fuck. And by side note, I don't bench a lot. I never did. Never. Just wasn't my thing. I'd rather, when it comes to hockey, legs. I mean, I did what they told me to do. I've talked about this before, but I don't know. I, and I found when I did, and they bulked up like they wanted me to, I couldn't fight as well. I couldn't definitely couldn't play as well. I couldn't maneuver as well. I just, you know what? I know my body. You, I need a trainer to kick me into high gear, but gone are the days of like trying to pump up my body for no reason. I'm getting into shape now. I got a, a role coming up next year. This guy's got to be in decent shape. So that's different. That's why I bought the bench and the gym and the, for the home gym, I guess I bought in the first place because I'm going to work out. But if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even be lifting weights. I'd do push-ups, some sit-ups, and cardio fucking five, six, sometimes seven times a week, sometimes more. Uh, a couple days ago, I skated at noon hard with, with the pro guys that are back, fucking ran at night, ball hockey game. That's fine. All good. All kinds of exercise. But walking into the gym and waiting for the fucking treadmill and then the conversations and the people that you see, it's just not, I don't mind seeing people. That's why I go out. That's why I'm social. I don't want to see them at the gym. I don't. I just want to do this. I want to do that. I want to get the fuck out of here. Right? Oh, what do you got, Ryan? On the new shores, he should. What's that like, huh? What's that like filming that? And then you're into it, right? Because they're only being nice. But what's it like filming it is such. It's like when people say, you got to love them, right? Same thing. I'll be in the gym. But what's that like playing in the NHL? What's that like? Again, only people that. I would want to know the same shit. I got nothing against them, but that's why I don't like going to the gym because then I get talking 
and like, what's it like to be on Shorzy or what's it like to be in the NHL? Those are questions that, I mean, it's hard enough to ask me a straight answer. Like who won the Stanley cup in 1997 without me going on for 10 fucking hours. It's in my genetics. I get it. I look at my dad and I'm like, fuck man. Like I possess that, which can be good or bad, but just, you know what I mean? So me in a gym, picture my dad in a gym, nothing gets done. So and I, I think people might misread that sometimes because honestly, I love a good conversation. Why are we even here? Why are we on earth? Might as well be entertained. I love my favorite part of the nights downtown or, or going to a restaurant or patio or whatever. It's like that very first, you know, you got, you got your first or second pint. Uh, you know, you, there's, when I go downtown, man, I sit on the patio. I love people walking by and a chat. Let's talk about whatever, hockey, politics. We're alive. We're kicking. I love it. But the gym isn't that place. Right. Not for me. I'm in the gym. I don't like going there. I don't like the process. I do it. I don't like the process of working out. I don't. I hate it. I can't fucking stand it. Right. Like it really takes. And I, I often go up when I get my good life. I do the body pump. That's actually pretty good. But I lock myself in the room with nobody else. So there's always that time of day. And, um, I put on a program, body pump. You do like a, for lack of a better way to put it, like quick workouts. Circuit training is one thing, but this is almost like 500 reps on each muscle category. You know, it takes like 45 minutes. You're fucking bagged. And it depends whatever you put into it, right? Whatever weights you use. But you can use really lightweight and still come out. Anyway, I don't mind that. And that's what I end up doing every, but, but I don't always want to do that, but that's what I do when I go there, because if I'm in there and I'm doing that, no one can talk to me and fuck. Do I sound pompous when I say that, but again, Oh, you know what? Fuck sauna afterwards. Go, go mad, go mad. <laughs> right. If you see me in the sauna, that means a, I got time on my hands. B my workouts fucking over and C I'm an open book. Let's chat, but please, I don't even. And not, and not only that, you're going over the, say you're going over the bench and then there's always that dude or dudes or not usually a girl for some reason, um, but that come over and they have a better workout, right? And they have a better exercise and they have, and you're just like, man, I just, I, it's biceps. I just, I just want to do a few curls and get the fuck out of here, man. And now you're going to tell me that, no, no, this is the way you do it. And this, it's all technique. And then all of a sudden he's showing you one thing and another, and then Five hours later, you're doing tricep pull downs in some side room with the fucking uh, Bluetooth on, listening to a motivational speaker, going, How the fuck did I get here? And that's why I'm canceling my fucking gym membership. I was going to get to a couple of questions here. But I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. Time is, time is so precious, isn't it? Time is so precious. I watched a great movie the other night. The Rear Admiral, R.A., we're, we're, uh, we're trading recommendations. He's busy. I'm busy. So one a month. And not obvious stuff. And me and R.A. watched some, uh, we watched some foreign films with the subtitles just to try to think outside the box. And I like it. It's like a journey for me. I've often talked about going back and listening to the radio broadcast from the twenties, thirties, forties. I love that after radio technology had come out and was everywhere, but the TV wasn't around yet. So people would huddle around their radios and listen to like detective shows like Johnny Dollar or Sam Spade or, or, or at the first adventure shows, uh, Superman, there's a great, app called old time radio and it'll give you all the genres all, i mean there's tons it was like you know their their format of listening to the radio was equivalent to someone in the not quite now i guess with all the streaming but they're definitely the 90s 2000s you know like i remember 90s tuning in on thursday nights because that's when seinfeld came on and friends and whatever it might be and the network would build around that and uh so it was like that with the radios back then um, some great movies came out of it. There's one of the classic movies ever, Maltese Falcon. That's based on Sam Spade. It came out in 1940, maybe 38. 
And give it a try, though. It's a great movie, honestly. Most stuff back then, I got to say, I'm like everybody else. I can't watch it. But there are a few exceptions. This is like, a, is it Orson Welles? I don't know if it is, but it's 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 called The Maltese Falcon. It's it's Sam Spade. No, I guess it's not. It's, it's based on Sam Spade, who was a detective on the radio. It's a great fucking movie. If you watch The Maltese Falcon and you like it, give the radio show a chance. I don't mean every fucking day I'm sitting there listening to every episode. But if I want to tune out sometimes, I'll, uh, I don't know, I'll smoke half a joint or take a gummy. Go uh, turn out all the lights, lay on the couch and listen to an episode or, or do the same in the bath. bathtub. Um, and it's, it's, it's worth. It's, it's, uh, it's worth your while. Honestly, I find it the closest thing to time travel because the, the commercials and everything are on there. Right. So you're, you're hearing what's part of the zeitgeist of, of, of that particular period. Usually the ones I'm listening to are 1930s and 40s. You know, like we're talking 30, 20, 30 years before the Beatles. Like it's, and, and there's just, I find with movies, we, we, we often go back to a certain point, like the 50s, and then we skip the 30s and 40s. Sometimes it's around, like Billie Holiday or whatever, but most, there's a lot of movies, say, on the 20s and Prohibition, Peaky Blinders. Um, the Great Depression, right? 33, I think that was, right? Leading up to that. There's all kinds of interesting things. Baseball, right? The Babe Ruth was around then. The Black Sox, eight men out. There was a lot happening, but I just, at least in my experience, I'm sure they're out there, but there's not a lot talked about, or I shouldn't say not a lot. Of all the decades, I find that the least touched upon in my experience is the 30s and the 40s. Um, because everybody wants to know when Elvis came in and rock and roll, but they don't really, they're not into what came before that musically. Um, so they've heard of Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra and uh, Billie Holiday, for example, but they might not have heard of uh, the Andrews sisters, who I love. Uh, Louis Armstrong, they probably only know that from What a Wonderful World in the 60s. They don't realize that he was like fucking 70 when that song came out. And he was on the go right into the 20s. Uh, and there's some great, oh, God, Glenn, what's that? Glenn Miller Orchestra, right? And, and this is some stuff that you just, it, for whatever reason, I think rock and roll maybe obliterated it even to this day. So like even my Spotify playlists, right? They go back to the 50s. I, I have them from the years I've been talking about, but instinctively i would do that go back oh when did rock and roll start but there's a lot going on before that anyway so ra and i listen to these or we watch movies that uh, for the same reason so this one movie that i gave i recommended to him is a polish movie it's on netflix now actually uh it's called furiosa it's about soccer hooligans it's a polish movie and you would never normally i guess me, uh, I, I hate to be ignorant. That's why I kind of open my mind. But I think naturally I am because we don't get shown that. We don't. It's not our fault. It's like when I graduated in the United States, they didn't know a lot about Canada. It wasn't really their fault. They weren't taught it. So I like to think outside the box and watch these films, and I never would. And I find it the same. I know there's not a lot of people doing it, so it feels like um, other dimensional. Whereas if I just watch Die Hard again, it might be nice for nostalgic reasons, but I'm not gaining much, you know? So anyway, I, I recommended him Furiosa, and he recommended a movie, uh, a Brazilian movie called Buc Bucarau. Bucarau? Here, I'm going to look it up. Because really, honestly, some people, a small, a small fraction of you listening to this really do listen to the music recommendations and movies that I recommend. And, and I'm not even really recommending them sometimes. I'm putting them out there because you should hear it. When I say Sergeant Pepper, and I recommended that, I guess, it's a recommendation to open your mind to it. You might still not might not like it, but it, it holds a place in history and it'll give you something to talk about when you're sitting at the fucking table. Trust me. You know a lot about pop culture. It puts you in the conversation in a lot of places you're going to find yourself in that you might not think you are. 
specifically me, like it helped that I knew a lot of this shit when I just found myself having dinner with Jim Cuddy out of nowhere by fluke. I got a call that morning, Terry, you want to play in the Juno Cup? A couple of planes couldn't get in, you know, fogged out, whatever. I think it was Mark Messier, Paul Coffey, people that are way more, you know, they're, that are way more popular, famous than me. Um, but I had an opportunity and the game was that night. So I go to the game and then, of course, Jim Cuddy, Blue Rodeo. I mean, Justin fucking Bieber was there later on. There was a lot going on. It was the Junos 2009. So it helped that I sat down with people that are, and, you know, we went to Blue, people's, the, the Blue Rodeo, Jim's room. But there was the other members of Blue Rodeo there. There was some of the hip were there. I remember that was Bieber. He was probably 15 or 16. He was just on the go. But he was at the, he was in the hotel. He wasn't partying with us, but, you know, met him. Um, Nelly Furtado, like people like, like that were there. Now I'm there. I'm sitting there. And the conversation, and I, I had an exam the next day. And I remember it was with Danielle then. She'd just come over to Newfoundland, and it was quite quite an energetic, positive time. At least, the, what, what's the word? It wasn't all positive, but it was certainly a, it was a time that just, it, it, it was surprising. It was mesmerizing. We just moved over to Newfoundland. I just got into Tyson's life. His father had passed away. But, you know, we, we'd moved here and started a new life with a positive vibe, even though Danielle and I did eventually get divorced. Still, we're picking up on those positive vibes, right? Uh, marriages and everything. So, so great. Friend. So anyway, you know, and I remember sitting there and having a conversation with some people in the room. And this was the same Rob, Robin Zomner, is it from Cheap Trick? And, you know, my dad thought was a legend and was dad was sitting next to me going like, fuck, man, like that's a legend. It's good. And we got talking about Herman's Hermits of all bands, a band from the 60s that if you listen to whether some of their hits, uh, something tells me I'm into something good. My favorite by them is called Silhouettes. Okay. But this is a, like a, I don't know, a, a boy band kind of thing. Peter Noon was a teen heartthrob, but they got some catchy tunes. But I knew it, right? I knew it because I'd force myself to go back and listen to all this stuff. And then I remember at some point the conversation swinging over to Billie Holiday, you know, and talking about how amazing it was. Like she had two things at the time that were, I, I don't want to say, going against her because that almost seems pompous and racist, but she was female and she was black in the 30s. And she broke down barriers and, and, and was a popular singer now. Her story is a tragic one. She certainly in, more, in many areas had a tragic life, but she broke through. She was recording albums as a black female. Like wasn't long before that women just, what was it? The suffrage movement? Like they couldn't vote. Not long. I mean, just a couple decades before that. And Rosa Parks on the bus wouldn't happen for another 20 years. Segregation, the bullshit segregation. And here's Billy Holiday. I look back. I think that's fascinating enough in itself. She was hanging in there with fucking Frank Sinatra and those people. A black woman. You know? Fuck. So, but anyway, I remember that coming up. And it certainly fucking helped that I knew, you know? The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. As a Canadian, I know I'll always be throwing money down on the Blue Jays. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And since, since I went to school, I was just, I, I was, it was my first semester in Memorial University. I'd end up graduating a few years later. And I took, I, I laugh, people laugh when I say folklore, but a lot of a lot of folklore is just learning about traditions and, and and stories and I don't know. 
and uh, you know heritage and, and you know their vernacular of, of of specific communities so and i don't mean just geographic communities like maybe uh, you know an, an overall sporting community or an, or you know like superstitions in hockey right that's i remember doing a, a, a paper on that but anyway a lot of what i did was the history of popular music that was folklore courses so or the history of music so it didn't have to be popular but you know where did where did rock and roll come from right you, you say the, the you, you could you could trace it back to slavery if you really wanted like a, a lot of the southern black r&b and stuff so it's a fusion, but it's always a fusion. Like music, we're, we're still, even now, right? A lot of things that you listen to are a fusion of something that two or more things that came before it. Uh, but, and I got into Billie Holiday and, and, and I remember getting into oh, Leonard Cohen in university. I knew who these people were because they were important figures. So I remember it being good that I knew, like, really helped me out that I knew about Billie Holiday and those conversations, but I didn't actually listen to her music and get into her big time until university. Now I highly recommend that too. If you want to hear, Oh God. And I'm not going to get into it, but Billie Holiday has a song called strange fruit. Okay. Strange fruit. Google that. Read what it's all about. Really, it's, it's going to take you five minutes and it's going to make you a smarter person. Billy Holiday, Strange Fruit. Read about it and put it on and turn off your fucking phone. Turn off your TV. Play Strange Fruit after researching what it's about. And tell me you don't get... I'm getting him now. Goosebumps, man. And... That's, I think, I don't know if there's one other person I could say, listen to this one song after realizing what it's about. And then that's an introduction into her music. It's her, her voice is angelic. Her, 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 her situation was fucking tragic and she broke through it all. And some of her songs are so deep and so beautiful to listen to that. There's there's my there's my music recommendation this week, Billy Holiday. Start with strange fucking fruit. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, I've been rambling. I haven't answered really one question. I've been going on and on, but uh, anyway. So, and I was looking for the movie Bukharau. I can't believe anybody fucking still listens. I really can't, because who knows? And I, you know what I have right in front of me? I have a page full of questions I was going to answer and I haven't gotten into it. I didn't at, off the start. I said, I'm just going to do an intro and get right into the questions. I had absolutely no plan to do this. Okay. Bach Urau, B-A-C-U-R-A-U. Okay. And that's what, so RA recommended that to me. It's a, the producers are from France and Brazil. So it was, uh, a mix but it's yeah, honestly i've i've seen movies with curveballs but this one i didn't see coming did not see it coming the movie changes complete direction i don't know i just watched it last night or two nights ago i don't know maybe 45 minutes in some around there but it is a deadly movie and uh you know if you can not every movie is going to make you feel good like, I don't know, Schindler's List or Saving Private Ryan, but if they they move you, what movies I think, like, after those two moved me. Uh, oh, fuck. The Sixth Sense, except, you know, Sixth Sense, you can never watch again once you see it. I mean, you can, but it's never, ever the same. There's one movie. Now, I'm guessing every single person that I'm talking to right now has seen The Sixth Sense. If you haven't, please don't research it because you're going to, please don't, because someone's going to tell you what happens. It's going to ruin it all. But if there's even one person out there who doesn't know what I'm talking about when I say The Sixth Sense or has heard of it going, I think that's a movie, and you don't really know what happens, and you have the willpower not to fucking search it beforehand, 
Press play right now. I remember coming out of the theater going, whoa, man, that's what I want. That is what I want, like to be, fuck. Like, because the movie was entertaining. Um, I know it could have been better. I don't know what it, what it was rated, but, you know, um, what's another one like that? Vanilla Sky, Tom Cruise. I think, you know, the movie, I don't even know if it got great reviews. It must have gotten decent because it's a mind fuck. Inception, probably the best one of those. Dark Knight. Uh, Inception's probably the best example of it. Uh, you know, they just throw you for a loop. You don't see it coming. And uh, I love movies like that. They make you feel. They make you, they give you emotion. So, you know, I hear a lot of people say, which is fine, man. Like some people just watch movies to escape and be happy. That's it. But if you really want to evaluate and look and and um, try to try to expand your horizons when it comes to that, well, there's two things going on. And again, I took some film courses in university, but expand your horizons. So, like, I would I, I used to just cast off old movies as shit. If they came out before there were special effects, it sucked. Or like, the further you go back. But then I, like I said, I watched Maltese Falcon, Citizen Kane. I don't know. There's good movies in the fifties. What's one of my favorites? Paul Newman, Cool Hand Luke. That's a good one. It doesn't matter when it, trust me on this. Cause some, I know what you're thinking. Any of you that haven't watched a movie pre say 1980 uh, or 1970 say, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking like, no man, I can't get into it. And I agree with you for 90% of them. Like, you know, I've, like my buddies say to me, like, why would I torture myself watching a movie from the 40s when I can just watch, I don't know, fucking, I don't know, Starship Troopers or Galaxy fucking Quest, is it uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or, or whatever Marvel movie or, you know, a big effects. I get it, but effects don't mean a great movie. But if that's what you're in it for escape, that totally makes sense. Who am I? What, what am I? Some kind of fucking thespian like looking looking down at you condescendingly for like your your choices no but i'm saying that if if you do if you don't trust that process i'm telling you that there there, there are some from back then that you'll watch and go fuck what a great movie um i'll be honest my favorite trilogy one of them definitely is the good the bad and the ugly with clean eastwood and there's fistful of dollars and there's for a few dollars more so it's a trilogy. Good, the bad, the ugly is the final one. Fistful of dollars comes first, then for a few dollars more. And each one, he's the man with no name that kind of comes into town. And those are great, too. He's thinking outside the box. And you can, you can tell that old Clint is going to come out of this one way or the other fulfilled in some way, right? Whether it's money, whether it's fucking somebody over, whether it's getting the last laugh. Um, well, that's it. Clint often gets the last laugh, but they're great movies. They really are. A lot of the, at the time were shit, but if someone was to said like, like the best one or the, the one that gets most acclaim is definitely the good, the bad, and the ugly, but that's three hours. It's a great fucking movie, but some people that don't have an attention span, especially now when in the last 20 years, I think attention spans have generally been cut at least in two because I don't know. I can get into it. You know, Tyson is I, uh, I raised Tyson. He's 23, 24 right now. So I guess Tyson's 23. So his attention span, having grown up on YouTube and clips and, and, and TikTok, I think isn't what mine would have been at that age. But mine is what his is now too because of that. I mean, I'm involved in Instagram stories, fucking YouTube clips, like, you know, I, I, I separate it sometimes and I sometimes I throw my phone in the corner and I do watch a movie but it's harder and harder to, to do I used to just you know throw on a movie in the afternoon it doesn't happen like that anymore it's a mindset um, so even for my buddies now right like why would I like why would I watch that when I can watch any other movie ever and something that came out in the last 20 years with great effects like I already mentioned but so if they were going to go back, I don't know if I'd recommend the good and the bad, the ugly first. Because even though that's my favorite, because it's the finale of 
such great characters. And I get, I love the soundtrack. Sergio Leone um, was a great fucking, he, 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 the spaghetti Westerns they're called because he took them and made them in Italy, right? Because it was cheaper. Clint Eastwood was doing like Bonanza or some shit. He went over there and uh, Lee Van Cleef, I think, is one of the actors. He's fucking great. There's a lot of reasons I love it. But if I was to recommend, I would say Fistful of Dollars because A, it's half the length. Fistful of Dollars is like an hour and 30 minutes. And that'll slowly get you into it. And then if you know the character by then, if you like a Fistful of Dollars, then go a few dollars more for a few dollars more. And then, you know, if you like both of those, then, of course, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I'm sure you will see at some point. But I do understand not going back there. Like Gone with the Wind, I watched it. I forced it upon myself. And it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I liked Casablanca a bit more. But these are movies you see that I made myself go back and watch. Gone with the Wind is long, man. Really is. Um, there's a couple of great James. James Dean was only in three movies. Um, Rebel Without a Cause, Giant, and East of Eden. The great James Dean, who everybody talks about, uh, you know, like they'll talk about Al Pacino, Robert De Niro when they're dead. Paul Newman now, you know, is getting that legendary status. I don't know, Clark Gable, Humphrey Bogart, right? James Dean died early, of course. That's a big, big reason for it. It was the one of his movies, Rebel Without a Cause. So he really changed a culture, kind of, kind of, I don't want to he, but he was one of the icons that would have changed the world from that Pleasantville kind of leave it to beaver black and white world to, you know, eventually, you know, I, I don't know. Elvis, I suppose, started it, but the Beatles, you know, if you look at the Beatles when they're growing their hair long and then Woodstock, Woodstock would have been kind of the end of that or the one end of the spectrum. You know, the, the culture was going that way. It wasn't all the Beatles. It was happening way before that with James Dean, with Elvis shaking his hips, right? Wasn't allowed to shake his hips on the Ed Sullivan show. People were uh, tired of that. You know, the structuralist 50s, the structure, you know, the man works in the factory. The woman doesn't. He comes home to the little boy and the little girl who's got their sports and they've got their barbecue and they've got their half hour TV show that they like before bed. And uh, we'll have some hot dogs. You watch your TV show. We'll all read part of a book and we'll go to bed and we'll wake up. Same thing. Live happily after after with our white picket fence. Right. And then people like James Dean came along and said, fuck this. Let's smoke some weed. Let's get a fast car, you know, grow our hair. We're our own people. Who the fuck are you? Right. Which not always a great attitude, but certainly changed the culture and make people think outside the box. More creativity came from there. The world went technicolor, so to speak. That's why I say timing is everything because the world did go technicolor. Not many years later, TVs not only were invented now and around, but they went from black and white to color TVs, right? And then all of a sudden, you could put out, that's why, like I said, the Beatles are product, the, the timing was great, but they were the first to do videos, right? And then all of a sudden, the magical mystery tour, and the, there's colors, yellow submarine, right? People look, oh, that's for kids. Yeah, it's a bunch of guys getting stoned on an LSD, though, obviously, right? And the culture is changing. Watch yellow submarine. Watch even just a clip of that on YouTube if you don't want to watch the movie. Not a fantastic movie, I'll tell you, but fucking culture changing and shifting and, 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 you know, it opened up people's eyes and ears and creativity. Like I said, you could fucking hate the Beatles, but all that shit that they were doing and everything, James Dean and all that outside of the Beatles, Elvis and Buddy Holly fucking, um, you know, leading up to it. Paul Newman, Cool Hand Luke, James Dean, Rebel Without a Cause. Just the way he died, driving in a fast fucking sports car, right? Led to his iconic memory platform. So a lot of the people that came in the 70s, the people say to me, oh, man, I fucking. If someone was to say James Dean is a fucking overrated, I hate Elvis. The Beatles were coming from nowhere. The Stones suck. But I love Led Zeppelin. Well, I'd say, well, you know, 
the people that you love were influenced by everybody that you just met. So you might not like them per se, but you got to give them credit, right? You got to give them credit. If you don't like the Rolling Stones, but you really like Pearl Jam, you must see some similarities. It's a rock band with one front man, no women, men. Not that it needs to be that. You know, I could say the same for Bananarama, Bangles. L7 is one of my favorite female bands. L7, check them out. That's the fucking album. Anyway, L7, Pretend We're Dead. My favorite L7 song, Hard Rockin' Ladies. But I, there you go. So if L7 said they weren't influenced at all by the Bangles, who people here would laugh, oh, that, that funny walk like an Egyptian song, yeah? They had some great fucking tunes, though. Um, In Your Room, Hazy Shade of Winter, Simon Garfunkel, but but the Bangles were more fucking punk rock than you think. And uh, as, as Bananarama fucking, who was the one, Belinda Carlisle, the Go-Go's, same thing. So the, those bands, they all influence each other. So if you said, I fucking hate the Bangles and love the Go-Go's, well, I can see it from your subjective taste, but you would, you know, if you like either band, then you probably they probably were influenced by, I don't know, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Uh, you know what I mean? Or the Andrews sisters or whoever came before them. So James Dean, you know, just the, the, the idea of James Dean, I think, changed a lot of the culture. But yeah, he was only in three movies. I don't know how I started that particular conversation, but he was only in three movies. So, you know, you go back and watch those and they're all right. They even Rebel Without a Cause. I like it, but, and I'm glad I watched, watched it. I'll probably watch it again just to, but I don't put that in the same category as Fistful of Dollars. Like I watch Fistful of Dollars and it's a great movie. It could, it, the exact movie could come on now. I could go to see, I don't know, uh, Django Unchained. I like that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it would have the same effect. Whereas Rebel Without a Cause, it's a bit of a history lesson. Now, that's just me. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I think if you watch it, it'll affect you somehow. But uh, to me, it's almost like watching a play. I think James Dean does a great job, but I, it's hard for me to get over like that I'm watching something that's studied in film school almost. Um, but like, say, Maltese Falcon, I don't have that feeling. I love the movie. Like, I love fucking Star Wars. Uh, anyway, maybe I should do that more. But if uh, I got to take off, I'm going to I'm going to literally leave without getting to one fucking question after almost an hour of moving my fucking mouth flaps. Um, OK, is there any summary to what I just said? OK, so there. If, if you're going to take anything from this, listen to Billy Holiday, Strange Fruit, research what it's all about. And uh, maybe listen to her greatest hits sometime while you're making supper. You're having, uh, or you're eating supper. Candlelight would help. And uh, quiet. Um, and movies, yeah, check out. If you've heard of Good, the Bad, and the Ugly and always put it off because it's three fucking hours long. I think it's more than three hours long. Check Fistful of Dollars which is fucking fantastic. Um, and yeah, while you're at it, check out the Maltese Falcon. And uh, look at these questions. Fuck me. No, I can't get to these questions, man. I couldn't get to one question and I went an hour. Um, someone said, how is George Street Festival this year? I think I answered that indirectly. Anyway, in a couple of days, I'll be back with a new guest. Um, I'm really uh, pressed for time, so the guest is going to come down to who's available when I'm available. Um, but we're going to look at, uh, ah, you know what? Let's just keep it a surprise. It seems to work for a lot of you, and if you're still listening, then you know that the most consistent thing about my podcast is inconsistency. I apologize for that. Although at least we're getting them all out on uh, twice a week, fairly regularly. So 
there's that. But as far as uh, everything else, it's got to work around my schedule. So just tune in, I suppose. And I trust that most of you will be back. If you're still listening, then you're picking up what I'm laying down. Get out downtown St. John's. Fucking enjoy it. Why not? I'm going to head down to George Street Festival. Or uh, today, just in the afternoon for a bite to eat, even though I can't get on the booze because I got to work tonight. But tomorrow I'll be at the regatta. I'll be at the dunk tank. So come on down and dunk me. And uh, if you can, if you want a few chirps, I got a few written here. I'm saving up about 20 or 30 chirps for just the right people. So come down, give to charity, have a good time. Enjoy the regatta with myself and my buddies. And then who knows, maybe you'll see us down around uh, kicking around George Street later at night. Wedgwood Cafe, check it out. Why the fuck not? It's a great spot, and they also do great catering. Uh, TJ's downtown. If you're gonna if you're gonna hit downtown and you want to go to a patio, I highly recommend it. Not just because I worked there, worked there, but because I love it. It's just a fantastic place to be when George Street is rocking. If you're gonna have a beer, why not check Green Sleeves, the Bull and Barrel, Rob Roy, or Trinity Pub, or you know what? Just about anywhere downtown. Get out and support local. Like you should. It's been a hard enough couple of years for these places. I like to grab my meals at Blue on Water and Merchant Tavern. But the most important thing is that you get out and you support local. Penny Posh Designs, Women's Wear Reimagined. Check it out online if you'd like a hoodie. I'll throw in a book for a an ultra low price. And hoodies are now $69.99. This has been episode 114A, Tales with TR. If you'd like a book, terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Forgot to mention that. Thanks for tuning in. See you all again soon. I will catch you on The Rebound.